0: Bismillah uh, rahman rahim La huwla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-Aliyy al-Azim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu ala seyyidina wa nabiyina Adil Qasim al-Mustafa Muhammad Wa ala 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 tayyibin al-Tahiri I'm sorry that uh, although we tested everything uh, uh, several hours ago, for us was last night uh, but uh, unfortunately, we face problem at this time, and we expected uh, the speed must be even better because it's early morning here in uh, Salaam. Hopefully, you will be able to follow me now. Uh, as you remember, we talked about uh, first part of Munajatul khaifin This is the third after fifteen whispered prayers of Imam Zainul Abedin salam. And we reached this part of the Munajat Elahi oh Nafsun Azaz Taha betawhidik Kaifatu the Laha Hijranik O Allah, a soul which means my soul which you have. Exalted, which you have honored, which you have given dignity by being able to acknowledge your tawheed, your unity. You know, it's a great honor for a human being to reach the level of tawheed. If in your soul, in your spirit, the understanding, awareness, Commitment to Tawheed exists, it's a great honor from Allah Himself that you have become a person who is gifted with Tawheed. Now, the question is after being such, given such an honor, are you going to humiliate it, means to take away? Its honor by by being put far from yourself. the translation that we have in the slide <coughs> is not very accurate. So please you know make it like this mean how are you going to take away its honor? to humiliate it by being far from you it's a great you know, disgrace and loss of honor to be far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as you remember we had also this in the previous part that the concern is not only to be put in hell and suffer in hell of course that's a great concern but just the fact that we are not included among those people who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes great concern and great fear even if we are somehow um, given guarantee and protection with respect to punishment but what about being far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dunya people who are far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may not consciously understand the pain of being far from allah i'm saying consciously they may not understand because definitely they suffer it's impossible to be far from allah and not suffer but they don't know why they suffer allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says those who turn away those who refuse to remember me they would have very difficult life miserable life but sometimes they don't understand they think they have miserable life because they don't have enough money or because they don't have for example job or they don't have children they don't have good you know, i don't know position but they don't know that they may have all this and still that miserable life continues or even becomes sometime worse because the real root For the problem is to be far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, in dunya this causes suffering, but some people may not understand it consciously. But in akhira, which is the world of understanding, the world of seeing and witnessing the truth in its full sense, you would realize that All your suffering comes because you are far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if for some reason you are not put in hell, still you suffer a lot by being far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, maybe this is even greater than being put in hell. If someone, you know, really thinks about this, that in the world of truth, in the world of realities, in the world that nothing works and helps and benefits except what is facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so I think to be far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be the greatest source for suffering. Unfortunately, we are used to only physical suffering. We are only used to, for example, you know, being burnt by fire. But we don't know how much we can be burnt by being far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much we are going to be burnt from inside and outside, within and without, if we are (coughs) far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is our source of being, who is our source of anything which is good. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says something very special about the fire of hell. Allah says that the fire of hell doesn't you know burn from outside. Normally in dunya the fire starts from outside, and first your skin, then your flesh, maybe your bone, internal organs, they will be burned. But in Akhirah, it affects from within and without. It heat affects right away from the heart how your heart can be affected by the fire and I think this heart is not physical heart, means your soul, your spirit maybe, I'm not saying 100%, maybe this is the fire, this is the heat of being far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affects your body from within and without and more importantly affects your heart sometimes you know someone says something to you and your heart is broken it's much more difficult than your you know for example hand being burnt or having you know sometimes even an accident in which your leg is broken sometimes compared to Breaking heart is much easier. If, na'uzhu if someone says something and, this, you know, damages and destroys your honor in society, do you think it's easier than, for example, having an accident and get, um, I don't know, hurt in your legs and hands? No. Sometimes you wish you die before your honor is lost. So now imagine in akhirah if we are known by ourselves and other people that we are a person who is na'udhu rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are people that Allah says this person has nothing to do with me. Don't look at what he was saying in dunya. Don't look at his salat or zakat or fasting. He has nothing to do with me. Then how can we tolerate this? So this is a very painful experience. And may this not happen, inshallah, to anyone. So, O Allah, are you going to humiliate, to take away honor and dignity from a soul that you have honored him in dunya by being able to acknowledge your Tawheed? A person who in dunya was... Proudly and happily saying, La ilaha illallah, a person who was saying to everyone, believers and not believers, that I am a believer in God the Almighty. Now, are you going to say he has nothing to do with you? In the next slide, if you look at the next slide, you would see first part of this sentence. Vadvamir unen Zamir means the internal aspect of our reality. Vamir means batin, means inside. It can be translated as heart, it can be translated as a soul it can be translated as the true reality of a person so we say oh allah when my heart my soul has been knotted by its love for you are you going to burn it with the heat of your fire رَمِيرٌ إِنْ أَقَدَ عَلَى إِنْ is a very beautiful term. إِنْ akada means it is shaped, it is fixed. You know, أَقْد means when you uh, tie something. Imagine you have a rope and you tie it. Now, if your heart is tied with a shape, with something, with love for Allah, it means that is something which is going to remain. Imagine your heart is like a rope and you tie it in a special way. That is going to remain. My heart is knotted, is shaped by love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah this is the case. But my worry is that is it going to endure Or not? Is it going to survive death or not? If this is untied, if this love is not there, then I will be burnt. So now my question is that, O Allah, you that have honored me by being able to love you, are you going to heat me and burn me with your fire? Then we say, Elahi, oh A min mena alime wa one tekan wa adime sahatik. Elahi, A journey mena alime rababic, wa adime sahatik. O Allah, O oh my Lord, please give me sanctuary from your wrath. Which is painful. Ghadab uh, means wrath. Anger. And alim is painful. And Ajarni give, means give me protection. Give me sanctuary. So Allah. Please give me sanctuary from your painful wrath. And your mighty anger. Because you are the only one who can give me sanctuary. No one can save me from Allah's wrath. If I want to ask my mother, my father, my husband, my wife, my children, my friends to give me protection, they cannot. If Allah decides to punish me, no one can give me protection. The only one that I can ask him for protection is Allah himself. Those who are not clever, they go and try to ask other people to help. They cannot. Those who are clever, those who are believers, they know that at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who can give me protection. Yes, I can ask good people to pray for me. I can ask good people to intercede. But I must not think that they can do something without Allah's blessing. Without Allah's lead, Indeed. They themselves will not help you. If you think. That they can decide. Instead of God. They are themselves. Believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are totally dependent on him. If they see in your heart. Trust in God. Love for God. Dependence on him. They may help you they will intercede for you. But if they see that you are not a believer in God, they don't bother about you. They will only intercede for the people who have tried to be obedient and pious, but for some reasons they have some shortcomings, they would help them. So, at the end, the ultimate source for protection, for having sanctuary to be protected from Allah's painful wrath. And mighty anger is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And we should invest on that. We should do something that would make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pleased with us. And inshallah forgive us. Then we say. Ya hannanu. Ya we want to mention some of the qualities of God to stress on his love, his mercy, his kindness. I want to say, oh Allah, I know that you have these qualities. I'm not reminding Allah of his good qualities. I am reminding myself of his good qualities, which would give me hope. But at the same time, acknowledgement of these qualities make these qualities, inshallah, applicable to you. You know, when you call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you say, for example, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Rahman Rahameen. He knows what qualities He has. But the fact that you acknowledge these qualities work for you. It's very beneficial for you. Because you are approaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from this gate. We don't have access to Allah's essence. It's too big for us to grasp what is Allah's essence we have to approach through some qualities and when I say Ya Hanan Ya Mannan and the rest so I am choosing that angle to approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that angle which is facing His love and kindness and mercy would going to help Instead of, for example, thinking of Allah's qualities of Jalal, which are very, very, you know, difficult for us and for people who are not pious and pure and high in position, those qualities maybe would be stopping them going further because they don't suit with those qualities. So we go through the qualities of beauty. In any case we say ya hanan o all loving hanan is the love which comes with passion like motherly love love with eagerness with yearning ya mannan o all kind the one who obliges others by his kind behavior and kind attitude and approach ya rahim ya rahman oh the one who has rahma for good people and who has rahma for everyone as you know rahim refers to Allah's extra and additional rahma for believers and rahman refers to the rahma which is all-inclusive Ya Jabbar, Ya Qahar. Oh, the one who has so much power and who is in control of everything that he can decide, and then there it is. He is Jabbar, the one who has control over everything and can defeat anything which comes. In front of his decision. And wants to resist. He can overcome. And take them away. And Ya Qahar. Qahar and Jabbar are very similar. Of course Jabbar sometimes can mean. The one who compensates. But here mostly means the one who has power. Of compelling something. And Qahar is the one who has power. Of defeating and overcoming the obstacles. Ya Oh, the one who is not only Ghafir, he is Kafar. You know, Kafar is stronger than Ghafir Allah is Ghafir and this is something which is used in the Quran for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have chapter Ghafir or Mu'min. But Khafar puts more emphasis. It's means he is very much forgiving. And Sattar, very much covering allah forgives and also covers before being forgiven he covers and after being forgiven he covers how we when we commit sins now most of the time people don't know about our sins allah preserves our honor and we have to do the same Islamically, you cannot confess about your sins in front of others. You must keep it between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your honor comes from Allah and you cannot destroy your honor. You know, psychologically, sometimes when you do something wrong, you want to tell others. You feel that by telling others as an act of humbleness, you would be somehow removed from the burden of bad action. You know, this is a psychological condition in human beings. When you, for example, think I am a good person and I have committed a bad thing, I want to tell you so that you don't think I am a good person and I think in this way I am somehow getting a relief from my sin. But you have to be very careful. Yes, you have to tell someone, but just tell it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't tell it to people. You must not destroy your honor in front of people. If you want to confess, confess for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Confess to Imam Zaman. Go to the shrines and confess there. But not to anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his awliya. So, Allah before forgiving us first covers our sins. And even after forgiving us, he covers, even on the day of judgment, inshallah, he would not tell people that so and so committed these sins, but I forgave him. He would not even mention this to them, that he committed sins and I forgave him. I expect that even Allah, Inshallah, would not tell ourselves about our sins. Because, you know, we feel terrible to be said that you have committed these sins, but you were forgiven. Imagine, for example, if there is a person who was a criminal in the court, and everywhere in newspapers, on TV, everywhere they say, this person committed this crime... But after, for example, doing some good things for the community or after being in prison for some years, or because of some humanitarian reasons, uh, for example, because he has young children and no one is to look after them, he is forgiven. Do you like this? That everyone knows about your crime and then you are forgiven? No. We want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover our sin before being forgiven and after being forgiven committing a sin is such a bad thing such a dirty thing that we don't want anyone to be aware of them even after being forgiven you know like for example a person who has a bad type of disease which can spread therefore people are afraid of him or for example a kind of disease that then your body is uh, you know smelling terrible or people cannot touch your skin and then you are okay if you are okay and you are healed still don't, you don't want people to know about this because then some people say, oh maybe still some traces of that illness are there so we say oh allah please uh, treat us in the way that a person who is satar is expected to treat بِرَحْمَتِكَ مِنْ النار. please save me through your mercy from the punishment of fire, of hell الْعَارِ and from the disgrace of shame not only I want to be far from fire I also want to be far from shame I want to have honor on the day of judgment. For me, my honor is very important, and for everyone on the day of judgment, their honor is very, very important. Maybe people, some people in dunya, they are not very careful or concerned about their honor, but in akhirah, everyone would be very concerned about honor because the reality is amtaz al aqiyar min al ashrar. You know, one of the things that happened. On the day of judgment that is that allah says those who are bad people will be put separate they will be made distinct from good people and we are saying that in that day that the good are set apart from the bad people وَحَالَتَ الْأَحْوَالَ وَحَالَتَ الْأَحْوَالَ with which means condition and Hawl with Ha which means fear so we say in the day that the good are made separate from bad forms are transformed conditions are changed and terrors and fears terrify wa al those who are good are brought near they can get very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and those who are wrongdoers and evil doers, they are put in a very far and in a very distant position. And every soul is paid in full what it has earned, has acquired, and they will not be done any injustice, they will not be treated with any injustice, they will not be ruined. Everything that they receive is exactly the outcome of their own performance. In that day, I want to be in a position of receiving your Rahmah, your forgiveness and your kindness. So, by saying this, we alhamdulillah managed to quickly review the Munajatul Kha'ifin, which is the third Munajat, and we have some questions. I will try to address these questions. First, Salamun Alaikum Shaykh, Alaikum salam Rahmatullah. Is there any sign at some point in your life after leading a pious life that you get or feel that say that Allah is pleased with you? I think a mu'min uh, till end of his life would always be somehow worried it is true that in some books like Ausaf al-Ashraf Khaj Tusi, he says that after being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reaching ba'sal and meeting with Allah there would be no fear at all but I don't think this is something that happens to uh, normal ordinary average people yes maybe for example the prophets and the imams would reach that point but for us as long as we are alive we would be somehow worried and this worry maybe is good for us because if we are not worried then we may be relaxed we need to be always alert and somehow conscious and worried. But I think there would be some indicators that would make you very hopeful that inshallah Allah is pleased with you. For example, if you are a person that you are pleased with Allah's will, all the time you are pleased with him and whatever he decides, So, this is a great sign that, inshallah, he is also pleased with you. If you, with all your limits and difficulties, and having an enemy like shaitan, and having a commanding soul which asks you to do bad things, if you manage to overcome your selfish emotions and be pleased with what Allah is planning for you, then, inshallah, Allah will be pleased with you for example if you make your parents your relatives your friends and everyone who is in relation with you and doesn't expect you something you know wrong if you manage to please them if you please the creation of Allah if you please the creatures of Allah people of Allah then inshallah Allah is pleased with you. If your mother is pleased with you, if your father is pleased with you, if your husband or wife is pleased with you, if your parents, children, neighbors, colleagues, friends are pleased with you, then inshallah Allah is pleased with you. And we have lots of things about this. If 40 believers are pleased with you and they say, Oh Allah, please forgive this man. Inshallah Allah will forgive you. If Ahlul Bayt, Ali are pleased with you, Then inshallah Allah is pleased with you. So there are some indicators, but you have to at the same time always remain uh, concerned and think that maybe uh, still there is a problem in me that either now or tomorrow will emerge and Allah would not be happy with that. Uh, The other question is. Bismillah, Salamun alaikum wa rahmatullah, alaikum salam rahmatullah Which attribute is more powerful, Rahman or Rahim? And why in the Dua, Rahim is before Rahman, while in the Quran, Rahman comes before Rahim, as in Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. Yes, very good question, and indeed I was expecting this question to be raised. To say which one is more powerful is perhaps... Um, not possible we cannot say which one is more powerful Uh, because they refer to Allah's mercy in two different aspects and to compare them it's very difficult one stresses on inclusiveness of Allah's mercy the other stresses on the intensity of Allah's mercy for certain people Perhaps you can say in this way, one shows the greatness of the quantity and size and extent and breadth of his mercy. The other stresses on the depths and intensity and strength of his mercy for the good people. Which one is more powerful is difficult, you know. But because why what do you mean by powerful? Which one is more which one is stronger? It's very difficult to compare and say which one is stronger. Both are needed and both are very strong, both are absolutely strong. Why here we mention Rahim before Rahman? Because here we are approaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the angle of Iman because we have already been saying you know my soul has acknowledged your Tawheed I have had your love so I am a person who is a believer and a believer is asking Rahim the Lord who is Rahim because this is the Rahma for the believers but because also a believer like any other creature of allah receives Rahman from rahmani of allah so we also mention rahman so when we say ya rahimu ya rahman means o lord of the believers and o lord of everything which is there you have Rahman for the believers and you have rahma for everyone everything you have created so our approach is through the rahma of rahimiyah which is for believers and then rahma of rahmaniyah which is for everyone else okay uh, we have had two questions and alhamdulillah we answered and here inshallah soon We are going to have Azan. Azan is starting for Fajr prayer. Uh, I apologize again sincerely for having some technical problems in the beginning. As I said, we tested everything, you know, uh, it was all right, but then some problem happened. I don't know why. But I hope you were able to follow the discussion. I pray in this blessed time in which the call for prayer is being, you know, said that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from his anger and wrath Allah inshallah would include us among the people who are in the closest position to him in dunya and akhirah we pray that we don't do anything that would make our Lord our merciful Lord our kind Lord unhappy with us we hope he gives us tawfiq to do in every moment in every second of life something that makes him very happy with us makes him very pleased with us inshallah and our concern is not only to be forgiven. Our concern is to be among those people who are chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do His work. To be the voice of His holy qualities. To be people who exhibit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good qualities. People who show Allah's love and mercy and care and kindness and support and protection to other people people that Allah chooses them for His own mission. So, inshallah, we would be the instruments and the agents for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the best we can do for ourselves as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all our sins and mistakes, inshallah, right now. May Allah enable us to have proper salat all the time, proper connection to Allah all the time. May Allah enable us to increase our knowledge of himself and our love for himself and good people. Thank you very much for your attention and sorry again for any technical problem. Please forgive us.